What's going on, Love Quest Nation? Thank you for tuning in to the Love Quest Podcast. Get your Bibles ready, get your notebook, get your coffee, get some water, whatever you need to do, and get ready to receive. The time is right now. Let's go! Hey, man, well, you guys can go ahead and take your seats. Uh, my name is Pastor Dylan, and I'm one of the ordained pastors here at Love Quest. And I have been entrusted with the honor and privilege of sharing a word with you this morning. And I want to be sure to take a moment to give honor where honor is due. I want to thank my pastors, my spiritual parents, my spiritual covering, Pastor Terrence and Pastor Julia for trusting me with this microphone, um, for extending an opportunity for me to Uh, discover my voice, to step into my gift, to release my anointing, um, an an opportunity for me to release the champion that's inside of me. And so I just want to say, Pastor T, Pastor Julia, thank you so much. I love you. And with it being Pastor Appreciation Day, um, I just want to say I truly, truly appreciate you um, from the bottom of my heart. And also this opportunity Um, to pull down a word um, for you guys has really shown me um, what a great responsibility it is. And you you can't just live your life any old way and expect to hear from heaven. And it's only just given me a greater appreciation for the lives that our pastors have laid down on a day-to-day basis to hear from heaven for you guys. So can we just give a round of applause for our pastors? We love you. We thank you. We honor you. Amen. Man, who's been blessed by this series, The Champ Is Here? I know I have. Um, The Lord is up to something great, and it is a privilege to be a part of it. Um, If you've ever been on a winning team, It takes a movement of of people all gathering under one vision, all operating in unity in order to accomplish the goal. And the Lord is doing a new thing within the Church of Canada. He is reestablishing covenant. Jesus is, is or the bride, I should say, Jesus has always held up his end, but the bride is reestablishing their covenant, their commitment to their groom. And here is a people who have made being a member of the body of Christ a priority in their life. And so, man, we are on the championship team. And so I am here to continue a word on the champ is here. And so as as I share with you, I'm just going to share my thoughts, if that's okay with you guys. Holy Spirit, guide your servant. I surrender myself to be used by you. Father, anoint my tongue, um, and Holy Spirit, guide my thoughts. Lord, um, I, just, I just ask that the people are fed um, through your word, and they are encouraged, Father. Um, may they know that they can do all things through you, the champion um, who is in them. In Jesus' name we pray. Champions, the thing about champions is they are uncommon achievers. Can you say uncommon achievers? achievers. That is why we celebrate them. 
um, they have committed their life um, to get to the top, right? They, we often look at what they have done to get there, but today I want to highlight and look at what they have not done, which has positioned them to be where they are now, right? Um, Jesus himself said, not my will, but your will be done. Um, In order to walk in resurrection power, it first means me surrendering self. I must share in the crucifixion of Christ if I am to also partake in the resurrection of Christ. And so champions have a sense of crucifying self for the greater cause. Um, Kobe Bryant um, often said, man, I don't go out with my teammates to party after the games. You find me back in the gym. I don't go on holidays and vacations with my friends because I'm busy becoming a master of my craft. Um, I say no to the common things because I'm in pursuit of great things, right? And so um, those who achieve greatness have the most influence and impact. And so Christ has greatness in mind for his church because he wants to impact the world with the message of Jesus Christ, with the gospel of salvation. And so he wants people to see his church as a winning church. But in order for the church to get there, it requires consecration, being set apart. We cannot move the same way that the world moves. Right? And so... Those who achieve greatness have most influence. And so Luke says, Luke chapter 12, for everyone to whom much is given, of him shall much be required. And of him to whom men entrust much, they will require and demand all the more. And so the higher you go, the further you separate and the greater the responsibility. Right? I I grew up in a Christian home and I was a lukewarm Christian. And I, I did love Jesus. But I also was pulled into the temptations of this world, right? And I was in a vicious cycle of, man, I would pursue Jesus for a week, but then I would stumble and fall back in. And I was desiring change in my life, but I was also desiring the things that the world had to offer. I hadn't come to a place where I was willing to separate because it's uncomfortable separating. Um, But it wasn't until the moment that I decided to separate myself and join myself to other like-minded believers that wanted more, 
that wanted to excel, that wanted greatness, that I able, was able to break free of that lukewarmness and step into what the Lord had for me. And so the higher you go, the further you separate and the greater the responsibility. And as the responsibility increases, Proverbs says that we are to keep and guard your heart with all vigilance and above all that you guard for out of it flow the springs of life. And so this idea as we talk about a championship life, in order to live a champion life, you must guard your heart like a champion. And we need to understand we are triune beings, body, soul, and spirit. And the soul speaks to the heart or the mind, the will, the emotions, the choosers. And so for me saying, keep and guard your heart, it's the same as saying, keep and guard your mind. And pastor's been talking a lot about the mindset of a champion. A champion mindset requires constant examination of the heart to handle the pressure of going higher. Or as EJ so eloquently was preaching earlier, you need to scout yourself. You constantly need to examine your heart, examine your mind, and guard your heart and guard your mind. Right? Um, Until I prioritize this, I'm going to remain lukewarm and stuck. Pressure will expose weak points, which will expose you if not addressed as you go higher. You look at these foundations that are being built for these high-rise buildings all around us. They dig deep, deep holes into the ground and they're at work for months and it doesn't look like they're doing much, but they are securing a firm foundation because there is about to be a great weight built and added onto those foundations. And if they bypass um, the necessary um, process of solidifying that foundation, as that building goes higher, it's only going to expose any cracks that may have been there from an early stage. David was known as a man after God's own heart. And David invited the Lord to search his heart. He says, search me thoroughly, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there is any wicked or hurtful way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. everlasting. And so if I were to have a title of my sermon, a subtitle under, of my sermon, it would be that champions have mastered the art of elimination. That after asking the Lord, search my heart, Reveal if there is anything, any cracks in my foundation. A champion would respond by eliminating anything that gets in the way, that hinders them from rising to the top. 
them from separating, them from going higher. They would have zero tolerance for anything that gets in the way of greatness. Proverbs 4 says, above all, can you say above all? Guard the affections of your heart. For they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being. For from there flows the wellspring of life. So to tie it all together, guard your heart or guide your mind. Because out of it flows your life. So in order to walk in the championship life, you need to guard this championship mindset, this championship heart. The condition of your heart determines the reality or realm that you live in. The Bible says that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. The heart is a product of the environment it exists in, right? We have windows into our soul or into our heart. Our eyes, our ears, they're receptacles and they relay information which then imparts a truth. I didn't say the truth, but a truth into our heart. And, determine, and depending on the environment we place ourselves in will determine the information that's being relayed to our heart. And a champion understands that the heart or the mindset is a product of the environment that it exists in. And we are born with a sin nature. We inherited a heart that is deceitful above all else, the Bible says. It wants to do what the flesh desires by nature. And so we have to be diligent to renew our mind or renew our heart. Right? And so who you hang around or the environment that you place yourself in has a great impact on the condition of your heart. Champions take dominion over their environment. They are not victims of the circumstances that they find themselves in, but they choose to place themselves in environments where they will be victorious. They're not willy-nilly with their plans. They are very calculated in their day-to-day plans. They do not position themselves amongst loose living people as they are trying to become elite athletes and human beings. They don't go to McDonald's with the boys to grab a Big Mac. When they are building a body that will perform in game seven when it comes time to make that championship shot. Um, Champions take dominion over their environment. They take control over where they place themselves, where they choose to exist. 
And you have that same control. You choose the friends that you hang around. You choose the conversations that you partake in. You choose the church that you decide to join yourself to. You choose whether you relay gossip or whether you choose to speak life in return about that person. Champions take dominion over their environment. Champions live in the realm of winners. Proverbs 11 says, where no wise guidance is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. And this is why we cannot neglect the gathering of the saints. Because there is great safety when you're surrounded by other winners, by other champions, by those who have gone before you in the faith by those who walk with the conviction that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Um, And, yeah, champions live in the realm of winners. First Corinthians 15 says, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Champions eliminate, say eliminate, Eliminate. hazards. They don't merely mitigate hazards in order to stay on top. For those of you who don't know, I work work for BC Hydro Monday to Friday. Um, I work on high voltage power lines. Uh, Most commonly in the city here, we work on 25,000 volt um, primary electricity. And the main task of alignment is to safely um, keep the power on for the city, right? And so when we're up there working on the power lines, we actually wear big rubber gloves and we go hands-on. It's called rubber gloving, right? They're like big uh, dishwashing uh, gloves that are very thick. And the idea is that when you're working on a power line, you're like a bird on the wire, As long as you're only touching one wire at a time, you are safe. But before we go up and do that, um, a good lineman has the ability to effectively um, spot and label all potential hazards, as well as how we can eliminate the hazards. And a hazard in this situation would be a second point of contact. So if I can touch two wires at the same time, that would result in catastrophe. If I can touch a ground plane, like the pole and the wire at the same time, that would result in death or loss of limb. And so it's important that we eliminate the hazard completely. It is non-tolerable to just mitigate or minimize it. We will shut it down unless we can completely eliminate the hazards, right? And so if we cannot completely eliminate the hazard, we will not work on the power. And there are many Christians 
who desire to handle the power of God, but have not yet learned the art of eliminating the hazard. It's too dangerous, man. Priests back in the day, if they weren't living right, they fell dead in the presence of God. And champions understand, man, where I'm going, there's zero tolerance for any nonsense. I can't be living my life any old way and expect to walk in power. Romans 14 tells us about the kingdom of God or the power of God. The kingdom of God is not a matter of getting the food and drink one likes or fulfilling the desires of the flesh, but instead it is righteousness. Can you say righteousness? Righteousness. That state which makes a person acceptable to God and heart peace, say heart peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. To summarize, the kingdom of God is not food and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy. The power of the kingdom is in the heart that protects righteousness, peace, and joy. And so guarding your heart is the same thing as guarding the kingdom. Walking in righteousness is the same thing as expanding the kingdom. Psalm 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd. He leads me down paths of righteousness for his namesake. Right? I am benefiting his name when I'm walking on the path of righteousness. I'm advancing his kingdom as I choose to walk in righteousness. Making and maintaining peace is maturing in sonship. For Matthew 5 says, blessed, enjoying enviable happiness, spiritual prosperous with life, joy, and satisfaction in God's favor and salvation, regardless of their outward conditions, are the makers and maintainers of peace for they shall be called the sons of God. And so champions eliminate stress and distractions to function at high level. The kingdom is righteousness, peace and joy. Keeping the joy brings the strength to succeed. Nehemiah 8 says that the joy of the Lord is my strength or your strength. And so true champions know how to keep their love for the game a priority and eliminate factors that take the joy out of it. Many of the great players will say, man, I'm when they're asked, when are you gonna retire? And a lot of them say, man, as soon as I I lose my love for the game. But true champions know how to keep the fire burning. 
They know how to keep their love alive for the game, the same game that used to get them excited when they were young kids. They still manage to walk in that childlike joy, right? And so as a follower of Christ, man, this is essential to know that you are walking in the power of the kingdom. There has to be a joy that comes with serving the true champion, Jesus Christ. Because if not, it becomes an obligation. And that's what the difference between religion and relationship is. Relationship is between a son and their father, or their, uh, a father and their son or daughter. Champions aren't born. They are developed through a process. And this is this process of sowing and reaping, pruning and growing. It's this idea of, man, I'm willing to prune things from my life for the sake of growing or developing myself. I'm willing to go without in order to go in order to hone. I don't need to experience everything because I got my eyes set on one thing and I want to accomplish that to the greatest of my ability. I don't want to be partway in. And so that requires pruning in order to grow and sowing towards where you want to go in order to reap that championship. The prize must outweigh the purge to not abandon the process. The prize must outweigh the purge to not abandon the process. And I'm still just getting this right now. Um, But for me, it took a true encounter with the living God in order to lay my life down. There was a religious leader, Nicodemus, that couldn't deny Jesus was who he said he was. And he asked, man, what what do I have to do in order to enter into this kingdom that you come preaching about? What must I do in order to walk in this power that I see you walking in? What do I do to enter into this championship run I see that you are running on? And Jesus replied to him, in order to enter into my kingdom, you must be born again of water and the spirit. And that being born again of water talks about repentance. You have to be willing to turn from your ways totally. Eliminate your previous plans totally and turn wholeheartedly towards Jesus and trust that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And then secondly, after you've... After this baptism of repentance... 
this receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, allowing the blood of Jesus to wash you clean of any sin, there is a second baptism. And that is the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. And it wasn't until I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire that I didn't understand what the prize was. Or I fully understood, I better understood what the prize was when I received the baptism, when I was filled with the Holy Spirit. Because it no longer became theory. It became reality. I knew that this word was true because I experienced it in my innermost being. And it was that experience that I still walk in. The power of the Holy Spirit that is my prize, which outweighs any pain of letting go what comes in the way of that prize. And it's, it's that prize which keeps me engaged in the fight. It keeps me locked in and it prevents me from abandoning the process because I'm going all the way up. I got no plan B. This is the life for me. Luke 17. Asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied to them by saying, the kingdom of God does not come with signs to be observed or with visible display, nor will people say, look, here it is, or see, it is there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you in your hearts and among you, surrounding you. And I really feel like the heart of my message here today is to let you know that the champ is here. The kingdom is here. The power of God is here. It's all around you and it's surrounding you. And one one translation says, and some it's within you. This translation says it's within you. Um, But it takes awakening to the kingdom of God. And it takes a protecting of your hearts in order to fully enter in to the reality of the kingdom of God. And so declare with me that the kingdom of God is within me. The champ is within me. I will elevate as I eliminate all that tries to separate me from being the great champion that I am. There is a great prophetic word that has gone forth of a king tide that is rising amongst us. 
of a fresh wind that is blowing through us, of a great demonstration of the kingdom of God, heaven here on earth, and you are chosen to be the move. You are chosen to be the water. You are chosen to be the vessel that that streams like living water shall burst forth from. Revival is here. And you are revival. Say the champ is here. Amen. Bless the word that the Lord gave me to give you this morning. I pray that it was a blessing to you guys. And at this moment of time, I'm going to invite the worship team to come back up. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe on all of your favorite streaming platforms and follow us on social media. You can find us on IG and Facebook at LoveQuest INTL Church. We out here. But you know what it is. You know the motto. We out of time, but we ain't out of Jesus. So till next time, get your love fixed, man.